Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Welcome to Gun Sports Radio, all about shooting, hunting, and self-defense. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz. Welcome, this is Gun Sports Radio, right here on FM 96.1 in North County, AM 1170 in San Diego, and we want to thank the Gun Range San Diego for all their support. 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. They're open 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to thegunrangesandiego.com for more information. And while you're on the computer, take a look at gunsportsradio.com as well. You can also get us on Facebook, ask us questions. In fact, we're always trying to stump uh, Michael's cousin, or nephew, I'm sorry. And, you know, you might win a really nice San Diego County gun owner's T-shirt if you can stump that rascal. But so far... No I think go. only one. I, he's not on. There we go. I don't even remember. I don't know if, we, if we've stumped him at all. Yeah, one time. One time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a hard one today, so we'll and see. And he was totally depressed, up, by the way. Yeah, oh, that's right. I remember. Remember that? He yeah. was just beside himself. Yeah. He was terrible. So, what do you got for us today, Mr. Well, I'm fresh from the Kiss concert, as you know. You know, Mara it was a uh, Christmas present. A fabulous concert. They do a great job. And when you got back, you got in the back end with all the. The stars. It was fabulous. Just fabulous to see everybody there. San Diego at its finest. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, great San Diegans, who do we have on today, yeah, Who Mike? do we have on? We have a very special guest, uh, Congressman Duncan Hunter from East County in San Diego. And I wanted to talk to him about a project that he was amazingly helpful with recently. Uh, Congressman, are you there? Hey, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. Wonderful. Doing really well. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Totally honored to have you on the show. One of the best politicians i know trust me i don't know if that's mean or, or nice of you to say but thank you, <laughs> there you go. i was hey, gonna say it's not a high bar keep, right you just keep up the fight man just keep up the fight that's all i'm saying so congressman i i really appreciate all the help that you've given san diego county gun owners uh both the organization and 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 just in general people that uh, own guns and in, in san diego county i know the second amendment is uh, extremely important to you and, and your platform so I wanted to talk about recently uh, the County Board of Supervisors voted to ban shooting on federal land, which was, you know, absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot went on. There was a lot of activity from a lot of people. Um, but I wanted you to talk a little bit about what you guys did uh, and thank you for what you guys did to reach out to the Secretary of the Interior and just get your thoughts on that whole thing in general. Yeah, uh, thanks, Mike. Number number one, the, the reason that you have federal lands is to, to protect uh, the American people's rights to do things that are constitutionally protected on public lands. That's that's the whole point of it. Um, that's that's why you have federal lands so we can go hiding, uh, hiking, hunting, shooting, rock climbing, mountain biking, off roading, whatever. So when when you have a local jurisdiction like San Diego County impinging on on that, we thought it was a, a good time to step up. And and try to try to turn that around. So we wrote Secretary Zinke a letter. Unfortunately, he he left. Um, we then had a, uh, a little government shutdown. We're still waiting on an answer back. And I, I'm I'm guessing that the interior is that the interior is waiting to find somebody to be able to answer us back. But basically, our our problem is this: we don't want the local sheriff to be able to uh, arrest. San Diegans for shooting on 
federal lands. And this is by Donahoe Mountain in between Dulzura and the border off of 94. Right. As, as you get closer to the border is the area that we're talking about. The, uh, the local county supervisors voted that you could not shoot firearms there for target practice. So we, we thought that was the wrong move. Uh, so we... Uh, wrote Secretary Zinke, but again, unfortunately, he's, he's gone. He was chased out, I think, by the liberal media and, and the, uh, the folks that didn't like him. So we're, we're probably going to have to wait for someone to, to either have an, have an acting secretary who gets down to this granularity of, of issue where he's able to write us back or them find somebody who can answer our question for us. And we, we, we think that at the federal level, they're going to say, hey, look, uh, you know, San Diego County, you can't do that. Yeah, and they, they did call um, on the day it was supposed to take effect. The uh, uh, legal counsel for the Secretary of the Interior called uh, San Diego's legal counsel and said, hey, this is unenforceable. Forget it. You're not doing it. And the county did put the regulation on hold. But you're right. Then Zinke left right after that, and we're kind of left in limbo. But we, it was uh, – I can't imagine a new secretary appointed by Trump would reverse something like that. I think it's just – just now, it's just a matter of uh, you know getting all the all the all the you know ducks in in, in order, don't don't you think? Yeah, true. But see, here's here's the problem though. When you have counties doing this, if you didn't have a Republican appointed secretary, say that you had a, a Democrat president in two years, or they just keep this off the books and and the BLM does not rule on it, or they do it again in two years if Trump loses, for instance, then you would not get a phone call exactly from the the uh, Interior Council saying anything, and counties like San Diego would go ahead and realize throughout the entire country this would have a huge impact because you would then have local liberal jurisdictions thinking that they could exercise their rights over an American citizen's rights to use federal land. And that's that's what sets the bad precedent here and why we thought it was important to get involved. And you're absolutely right. And it's got to be the right Republican, too, because, you know, everybody keep in mind that the three people on the county board that voted for this, uh, which would be Supervisor Cox, uh, Roberts, and um, uh, Diane Jacob, all three are Republicans. You know, and they yeah, voted they are, to ban they shooting. Yeah, yeah, they, and, and their 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 thing was for to, to keep people safe. Maybe they had uh, you know fire issues in mind. None of the fires that anybody have had in California were caused by people shooting recreationally, as far as I know. Yeah, it was um, they, were, they were all caused by other stuff. So if, if you want to if you want to add in shooting the things that can cause fires, and you ought to stop cars from being able to drive in the area too, stop people from camping, stop people from smoking cigars or cigarettes, stop anything that could possibly make a flame, stop God for making lightning, oh, and yeah. maybe maybe once and for all stop illegal immigration so you wouldn't, you wouldn't have illegal immigrants with campfires crossing uh, the border here in San Diego and up towards Mount Laguna. So stop all of those things, including God making lightning, and then maybe we won't have any fires anymore in San Diego. So that's a, a ridiculous reason to do what they did. Well, your dad, you know, I was talking to your dad years ago, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, you know, you put these bureaucrats in charge of, of land, and you can't regulate the bear, you know, right. in the wild. The bear's going to do what bears do. So what do you do? You regulate the people, and, uh, you know, and it, it becomes a, a crutch, and they stop managing those lands. And it's isn't, that same thing as, right. isn't that the same thing as a criminal with a gun? Yeah. You can't manage the criminal with a gun. You can't get the guns away from him, so let's go get the people that are honest, mm-hmm. abiding, and upfront. I've said it a hundred times. You can have my guns as soon as you take them away from everybody else. All the other criminals. Yeah, all the criminals. Yeah. Hey, to tell you the truth, that's that's what Democrats are doing now. They just unveiled a big um, 
gun background check package that they think is, is going to limit uh, things like school shootings, which is absolutely baloney. Totally. Uh, it, it, the, they're going to try to stop gun, gun sales between in individuals at, at, uh, at gun shows, passing down guns from one person to the other. They're going to try to... Uh, Keep, keep tabs on all of that. It's not going to pass the Republican Senate, so that's a good thing when we have a stalemate like, like we do with the Republican Senate mm-hmm. and the Democrat House. But they're going to be coming after guns, um, and they're going to be coming after – let me rephrase that. They're going to be coming after law-abiding citizens who, who, who have firearms. Um, and they're, they're not going to do anything when it comes to criminals be- – getting firearms. They're not going to stop the gangs in Chicago nope. or Detroit, nope. but they're going to come after you and I for legally purchasing firearms. Well, and I, I do, I got I really have to compliment you. You have been so supportive on everything that San Diego County Governors has been doing. You know, you wrote a letter to the sheriff saying, hey, you support CCWs being issued, even though that was, yeah, that's not a federal issue, but it's still, and, and, and today uh, the, the sheriff has changed his policy and they're issuing CCWs. Uh, you've been very supportive of the San Diego County gun owners. You, you buy a table at our dinner every year and come say hi to our members. I really appreciate it. And, and you know, you recently got reelected and uh, congratulations on that. I know, uh, you know, it's easy for people to say, well, it's a heavy Republican district, yeah, no, no, but no. the reality is you don't get elected because it's a heavily Republican uh, no. district. You get reelected because you get down into the neighborhoods and you find out what, what how you can help people and you tell people where you stand on issues. Whether they agree with it or not, we know exactly where you stand on issues, and that creates trust. And well, I, I thank you very much, and I appreciate it. Connor. He's a common-sense politician, is what I call him. I mean, he looks at the issue, and he makes the judgment. And I think it works. And you, we all know they threw enough mud at you prior to the election trying to get you knocked out. And, you know, I knew that that mud wouldn't stick. And I appreciate you fighting the fight for us, you know, know, and your dad should be extremely proud. Hey, well, uh, thank you guys for everything that you do. And it's easy to do what I do when you have groups like the San Diego County Gun Owners, yeah. when you have guys like, like you, you know, fighting for what we believe in, that I'm, I'm actually representing me as, as a fan of you and as a member of your organization and, and someone that wants to, to have the, the uh, liberty and freedom to do what we want to do as Americans. I'm just part of the game here, guys. And uh, thank you very much for those kind words. Keep the fight, my man. Keep the fight. We'll do it. Thank All right. you. All right, folks. Hey, that was an awesome interview. Thank you very much, Mike, for for hooking him up. We're going to go ahead and take a small break, folks, right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. And this segment is brought to you by Gasky Dillon and Balance LLP. What a great group of folks. And we got John Dillon on the line. And if you ever need a lawyer, you get yourself in a situation, maybe with a firearm, pepper spray, anything to do with protecting yourself, you do not want to go alone. What you want to do is you want to hook up with John. In fact... If you go and uh, you know hook up with FirearmsLegal.com, you might get him as representation. And if you don't know anything about FirearmsLegal.com, what are you going to do if you get arrested, pulled over by a police officer, and maybe you have a gun on in the car and you get arrested for whatever reason? 
You got the money and the expertise to battle that out? No, but firearmslegal.com has John Dillon on as a one of the lawyers that you could get if you get yourself in trouble for less than $10 a month. How can you beat it? Hey, and one other thing I want to tell you about before we get to John. How can you make your AR rifle legal and keep your features? Well, if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping stock, foregrip, and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. Whether you're buying a new AR or need to make your current AR compliant, Cali Key is a cost-effective way to bring all of your ARs up to standards. And you can future-proof every one of them. Keep your entire collection intact with Cali Key. That's CaliKey.com, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, we got John Dillon on the line. How you doing, boss? Hey, guys, how's it going? Not bad, what are you up to? You know, just going to deliver some uh, not-so-wonderful news when it comes to, to California gun law. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm having a good weekend. Well, what have you got for us today? All right. So, first and foremost, last week, uh, you know, Thursday or Friday, we got a little bit of some bad news when it comes to the uh, George Young Jr. v. Hawaii case. Uh, this was the open carry uh, case that was ja- challenging the state of Hawaii's open carry laws uh, and concealed carry laws. Uh, and the, funnily enough, we had a three-judge Ninth Circuit decision that stated that there is a uh, core Second Amendment right to open carry firearms in public. And that got a good amount of press about you know six months ago. Uh, after that happened the state of Hawaii uh, petitioned for rehearing uh, in uh, en banc, which means they petitioned to have the full 11-judge court of the Ninth Circuit rehear the case. Uh, and I wrote the amicus brief on behalf of San Diego County gun owners uh, to oppose that uh, granting of rehearing. Uh, unfortunately, uh, and, and that was with other amicus briefs that are filed with the case. Uh, and, uh, you know, we had Alan Beck, who's the attorney for uh, Mr. Young, and, and so we were writing in support of, of his opposition. Uh, unfortunately, though, the Ninth Circuit granted the rehearing, which means the three-judge panel uh, decision stating that there is a Second Amendment right to open carry firearms in public, that decision is vacated, and they're going to rehear the case. Uh, and so we're going to have uh, oral arguments uh, are very soon. They're actually on March 25th, 2019, uh, in Sacramento. And uh, I'll definitely be there for that. Uh, but it, disappointing news, definitely, but not unexpected considering, you know, this is the Ninth Circuit. Uh, and the big importance about this is that, you know, because Hawaii falls under Ninth Circuit, that decision and this decision on open carrying firearms uh, affects California law. So, you know, not John, great news. It's not not unexpected. You know, it wasn't unexpected. Everybody expected it to go to uh, a full panel and everything. But I, it is going to be. I mean, we all know they're going to rule against it. But it's going to be really interesting to figure out what the basis or hear what their basis is 
you know, they went with the Peruta case, the CCW case. They went with a really, really narrow, you know, ruling of, hey, there's no constitutionally protected, uh, 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 you know, concealed carry. It doesn't actually say in the Constitution that you, you know, you have your, your concealed carry is protected. Some of this really weird, out of context, you know, narrow uh, decision. But what do you what could they possibly use to rule against? Do you have any idea? Have you given that any thought at all? Uh, you know, it's it's very funny because when I wrote our brief, uh, I I literally used uh, the Ninth Circuit, the, the, the full court circuit, uh, their own argument against concealed carry to argue for open carry because uh, essentially using the same cases that the court cited in Peruta, uh, along with many others and uh, a lot of references that go back to English common law, uh, I we showed in our brief that there is a long, long history of the unrestricted right to open carry firearms in public. Uh, a lot of the decisions that were relied on to deny Peruta his constitutional right to concealed carry, uh, those same cases explicitly state that if they were discussing open carry, it would be legal. And these are cases that stated open carry would be totally fine and that there's no law against open carry back when they didn't even believe that the Second Amendment applied to the individual. Mm. And so it's very significant. Even back then, when it was thought that the Second Amendment only was for the militia, even then the open carrying of firearms was wholly accepted uh, in many, many states, the majority of the states. So uh, th- how they're going to dance around that is going to be very interesting, uh, and, and I, I look forward to seeing it. Uh, the other thing to consider uh, with this case is the New York uh, case that was accepted by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, that the, is going to yeah, touch the, on the, the, carrying you, firearms. The New York uh, yeah. Rifle and Pistol Association versus Cuomo, right? Yes, so the, that one basically prevents people from taking their firearms anywhere, but licensed gun ranges in the city can't take your gun outside the city, uh, even if you have a house outside the city. And, you know, because of the nature of the case, it's very likely they will discuss, you know, firearms and the constitutional rights of with firearms outside of the home. Uh, so with that going on, uh, we may get... Uh, they may Ninth Circuit may try to distinguish uh, Young's case uh, on the facts and try to say, oh no, this is a different scenario, completely different, doesn't uh, relate. They may, uh, you know, get a very narrow Supreme Court ruling that doesn't really touch on, you know, uh, open carry or firearms or firearms outside the home too much. Or we may get a Supreme Court decision that, you know, actually. Uh, you know, gets the Ninth Circuit to start thinking straight again when it comes to our fundamental rights. We don't know. Do you think there's uh, a Do you think there's a relationship between uh, the Supreme Court, you know, taking the New York case and the Ninth Circuit uh, calling this in, in front of a full panel? Do you think that there's any kind of relationship between those two things? I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting. The the oral arguments being in March 
it's a fairly quick turnaround time. Uh, so I don't know, you know, this is speculation. Maybe they're just trying to get their decision done uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but it, it's all speculation at this point. Uh, it, it, all I can say, it's going to get interesting. It really is. Interesting. But... You so can say you can say that about everything in California. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, this state has all sorts of problems. Uh, you, it, it would take a, a whole day uh, show to to cover all of our problems in this state. But uh, and we're only in it know, two. Hey, we're only in it for we're only in it two months. For goodness sakes. Oh yeah, and, and to briefly, just to remind everyone, we have a governor who is hardcore against guns in, in any fashion. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Newsom, our governor, is going to push hard for lots of new gun laws. We have recent proposals that discuss putting a tax on all handguns, semi-automatic rifles, and semi-automatic shotguns. There's also a proposal to expand gun violence restraining orders, and recently we had uh, you know, our uh, city attorney bragging about how they've issued over 100 of those in San Diego alone. What did you think about uh, that, John? Again, I, was, I was thinking about uh, when you and I sat down and met with her, what did you think of her, her announcement that they, uh, they issued 100 of them in, in the, you know, what is it, about a year and a half? It's ridiculous. Everyone knows that this is a scheme to just take guns away without any real sufficient evidence or burden of proof. Uh, you know, we, it's been flat out basically told to us that this is a way to take guns away from people uh, to circumvent bail procedures. So if someone gets out on bail, they want to make sure that, you know, they have this person's guns. But, but well, I'm sorry, but that's not the way the law and due process works. If you are charged with crime, you make bail, you get to go home. Uh, and no charges, no criminal charges are against you, you know, then that's it. Uh these gun violence restraining orders uh, aren't necessary if if they're doing them the way they say they are. Uh, if someone's break broken a law, then arrest them for breaking that law. You know, if they make bail, then they make bail, uh, and we don't get to come up with little schemes to try to sidestep due process. Well, were you as shocked as I was when she said that they have no written procedures, they have no safety net, they have nothing in place oh, to yeah. protect people? Absolutely zero thought has gone into these gun violence restraining orders. And I'll tell you this, uh, because of the nature of these orders and how everything is done, you go in to request one of these, and they're signed always. Judges don't want to, uh, they, they, they don't want to be that guy that allowed the next mass shooter. So they sign these with little to no proof of anything. Uh, you know, the, the, like I said, the standards of proofs and the burden are just whether or not they're written on paper. They, these things I could call right now and start getting gun violence restraining orders on all you guys based off of a phone call. It's just it's absurd. Totally. They're trying to expand these things to make it to where basically anyone can call uh, and try to get a gun violence restraining order on someone. Uh, and they're dangerous. These things in other states have already led to officers killing people in their own homes. Uh, you know, it's he's just always asking. got a lot of great news. I know, he's always got... All right, you know what? We're done with you. <laughs> he's got, he's got a lot of great news. <laughs> Why don't you do me a favor? Go out in the rain and cut man. your lawn. 
I will. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. Hey, man. You're wonderful. All right. Love your show. Remember, folks, anytime you need any help at all, and and it's anything gun-related, cafirearmslaw.com, cafirearmslaw.com. That's where I go. Or you can call John Direct at 760-431-9501. You'll never be disappointed. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Go hug the family. All right, have a good one, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, if you got a gun that needs to be worked on, maybe you're a hunter, Triton Gunsmithing. You need to check them out. Go to tritongunsmithing.com. <clears throat> they are your connection for gun repairs, upgrades, and a whole lot more. 858-577-0576. Hey, how can you make your AR rifle legal and keep your features? Well, if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping stock, bore grip, and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. Whether you're buying a new AR or need to make your current AR compliant, Cali Key is a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof your AR from all those terrible California laws. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford. Cali Key. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. So we have Casey coming up next from yeah, Gun Range San Diego, we right? Sure do. And that's his segment. And so it's really cool because um, because uh, uh, the concealed carry has been coming up, uh, amount of permits issued in San Diego County. Yep. And um, I've been curious about just what's you know for concealed carry, what's a really high quality uh, round to carry, uh, you know, for. Uh, for yourself, for defense, and, and, yeah, and for defense rather, yeah, instead of you know just the usual target stuff. So Casey, Casey might know. Casey, Casey just might know that. So uh, Casey, what do you know about that? Well, yeah, there's so many different brands out there when it comes to hollow points, and there's so many different ways to them. What it really comes down to is what you're comfortable with and what works with your gun. Um, depending on what type of firearm, some of them have different angled feed ramps and don't like certain style of hollow points. I know our Springfield EMPs, wow. um, sometimes cool. they like running the HSTs, sometimes they don't. That's it's a really good point. Kind of a funny thing about it, you know. Yeah. What I was going to talk about is, you know, the different types of ammo out there, you need to experiment to find out what's going to work with your gun. I know on some of my 1911s that I have, steel case ammo is... is, is problematic the entire time. I'll have stone pipes, I'll have ruptured casings on it just because it's cheaper ammo. Mm. And so it really comes down to the shooter, especially when you're doing CCW situations and whatnot, is if you don't test out your ammo, if you don't test out you know your gun with that ammo and make sure it's 100% reliable, you might have some issues with it. Would you have, when it comes what to life what would you have like a suggestion? And, like a suggestion for um, like a 9mm, uh, like a Glock, for instance? Uh, federal HSTs are always pretty good. That's um, what I, I use. Remington, I run Remington Golden Sabres right now. Uh, they have these ones called Black Belts, which has a steel ring around the base of the bullet. And what it does is controls the expansion. Sometimes with hollow points, they'll expand so much that they'll fragment and kind of spread off. You do lose a lot of kinetic energy with that. It does make some more wound channels, but 
with these uh, Golden Saber black belts that I have, they're just a meme round. Then it controls the entire expansion the entire time, so it doesn't split open. Oh, and then those, really go- the, those Golden Saber black belts, and are they sold at what? Are they uh, sold at 20 rounds, or how many rounds are you getting up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 rounds per box. Usually when it comes to hollow points, it's 20 rounds per box. So in California, you know, we have our 10-round mags. So you get two mags out of it, and that's... That's the usual carry for concealed carriers. People have one in their uh, one mag in their gun and one spare. Some people do more. It really is dependent on your shooting style and what you like to do. I know some buddies of mine that are CCWs that carry two or three extra mags on them. Um, that works for them. Me personally, I'm good with two mags. Yeah, I've got to. I got to. I got to go try those. Uh, the, the black belt because yeah. I don't they're, have anything they're yet. Very nice. Yeah, they're very nice. The, the expansion on them is absolutely tremendous. Then there's some other rounds out there called Buffalo Bore. They're kind of newer ones. What they specialize in is heavier grain bullets. And I'm talking like 130 cell, 138 up to 150 grain 9 mil hollow points. Like these are some big boys. And then it goes on the opposite spectrum. They had some 185 grain 45s. So if you imagine how fast that 45 was traveling at oh, 185 grain. That thing, uh, I had a customer that had some on me, let me shoot it, and it was a, it was a spicy little round, I'm not going to lie. It was shooting out of a full-size 1911, and it, it's a world's difference of how, you know, it wasn't like a mass amount of kick. It shifts a lot quicker, I guess you can say. Yeah, I got you. And then, a lot more rate well to it. And so with the um, upcoming uh, ammo laws that they're, you know, putting the screws to us more and more, talk to mm-hmm. us a little bit about, you know, ammo and reloads and pros and cons. Yeah. So when it comes to that, you know, ammo and reloading, like, uh, it depends on the type of firing you're doing. Like, we have reloads here that are pretty good, but they're it's just range ammo. You know, every once in a while you might get a, a light stri- a primer strike on them or something. But that's when it comes down to reloaded. It's because it's human error, and that happens a lot. Even factory ammo, you'll get, you know, maybe onesies or twosies in it every once in a while because machines do break then humans break even more when it comes to manufacturing things. So it's just coming down to finding out what that ammo works for you. Um, me personally, when it comes to my firearms, I avoid steel cased ammo. Um, I like my firearms and that steel cased ammo is very, very dirty and it's usually problematic. And then the other one would be like aluminum case rounds. Um, they're good because they're cheap, but you have to be expecting to have at least a ruptured casing or two, where you got to send a guide rod down your barrel and pop out that casing that's mm-hmm. stuck in there. It, it does happen, but that's just what people do in there because it is cheap ammo and it's cheap target ammo. And I get it, but me, I'll just buy the bulk and brass ammo and just be, I'll be fine with it because I know it's going to work. Yeah. The steel stuff is good to run through your AK. I like exactly. the, like yeah, the AK. Like AK Russian made guns like that. Oh yeah. Russian, like Russian made guns are like AKs, SKSs. They eat everything you put it in. Yep. But then when it comes to some ARs, I know Smith and Wessons, they don't like steel cased ammo. It's, I don't know what it is about them, but when it comes to steel case and Smith and Wesson rifles, they don't like it. It's, it's, manufacturing things i just don't know it's just one of those weird things that you have to make sure you understand what your rifle likes to eat and when you get you know we have a lot of customers that buy some high-end bolt action rifles and stuff and then they'll go get some cheap 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 bolt or you know like cheap 308 and super light grains and i wonder why they're not getting a good zero on it or they're throwing rounds left and right well when you have a high quality firearm you need high quality ammo to feed it Sure. It's just how it is. When you have that much stuff, money into it, invest a little bit more and make sure it's done right. Well, self-defense ammo in general has come a long way in about the last, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say like 20 years. Uh, it's really, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be 
And especially, you know, the whole, you know, which is better, a nine millimeter or forty five. Uh, that that's right. it's almost that's com- it's completely been put to bed because of mm-hmm. the, the high quality uh, hollow point nine millimeters that have come out for like gold. Exactly. What, I don't know. What are your thoughts on gold dot? I know you've named a, a number, but a number of these gold uh, man- dot. I like gold dots. Yeah, a number of these manufacturers yeah, are, are who makes standing. Who makes a gold dot? Mm-hmm. That's the manufacturer. Oh, that gold is the dot. manufacturer. Yeah. Gold dot. Okay. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. They're, uh, that's the cool thing about LE is a lot of uh, law enforcement went to the 40 cal, you know, in the early 90s. Everybody's all head over heels over the 40 cal. Oh, great penetration, you know, this and that. Yeah. And now you have these nine mils that are outperforming it all day with less recoil and more magazine capacity. So San Diego Sheriff's, there are San Diego Sheriff's already on the nine mil. The uh, San Diego P, or no. Sheriff is on 40 cal still. Uh, this next class coming up, they're switching over to Gen 5 Glock 17. Mm. And they're going to be running 137 grain hull points. That's going to be their carry load. Everybody's getting rid of it. The same thing with uh, Border Patrol. They were using the P2000 in 40 cal. And the thing about the 40 cal is it was just breaking the receivers, too much recoil, and we have a lot of uh, Border Patrol that come in here and shoot with that firearm, even if, especially it being a 40 cal. They have a, like a 12-pound trigger on a double-action HK, and they're always wondering why they're eating, either shooting low left or high right because they're anticipating it because it's a big old 40 cal. Yeah. So they're getting rid of it, and mm-hmm. I uh, word on the street is they're getting the new SIG 320s as their carry guns mm-hmm. in 9 mil. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. That's everybody's, a nice going to, everybody's going to 9 mil. Nice. Well, everybody's yeah. going to 9 mil, but they're they're uh, the, the SIG. That that surprises me. Yeah, a lot of people have gone to the SIG 320. I mean, the Army Army was the first military that's been using it right now, and they have what's called the M17, so it's a souped-up one. The U.S. Navy, they're actually switching over to the P320 also. So we'll see about the Marine Corps. We, we're still sticking with our M9s for now, but we'll probably get an upgrade. You know, if we get everybody else's hand-me-downs. But, yeah, a lot of people are switching over to that SIG platform. They're really liking it. Um, especially with the Army units. They've been testing out for almost a year now, and it's working pretty well, so everybody else is jumping on that ship. Mm, I like my SIG 45. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Just drops yeah, them in there. Absolutely. Junkyard dog. Yeah. All day. I, bang, bang. I have my Glock 19, and I love it, and I carry yeah. these 124 grain hollow points in it, and you know, I, when I got it, I got two boxes of it, and I sat there, and I tested to make sure that these rounds worked for it, because if I did come in a situation where I have to engage... I don't want a gun that's going to stove pipe on me or do a failure to feed, failure to extract, yeah, and I'm I sitting there crack banging in the middle of a gunfight. Are you going to recommend you know, that for a Glock 43? Would that be okay? Yes. Yeah. For Glock 43s, I would go with uh, either 115s or one. Yeah. I would go with those ones. Okay. This especially because how small the Glock 43 is. You don't want anything too hot because then it's just going to not be, well, adrenaline rushing in a situation, you're not going to feel it anyway. So mm. I would go with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I like, the, I like the black notes in them. Cool. All right. Hey, any uh, specials going on? You still doing the thousand uh, rounds with our nine millimeter? Yep. Thousand rounds. Uh, thousand rounds. We do them in five hundred round increments right now. Uh, we got a couple new weapons on our range. We got a Steyr AUG and a Tavor X ninety five. Yeah. Two full they did a video. It's awesome. Good video, by yeah, the way. I think they're really cool. Um, within the next few months, we're going to have quite a few new firearms on the range. Uh, we're getting the new Walters, uh, uh, the Walter steel frame. We're getting that one in. We're going to get an HK VP9 on the range. Uh, possibly getting a SCAR 17. We're looking into that. Uh, PTR 91. we got a couple of cool firearms coming in pretty soon. And did you sell all those uh, TRP operators? We have one left. Oh, beautiful gun. He's on his yeah, way. We have 
Yeah, we have one left. Uh, I had a couple guys looking at it today. Yeah, they should buy waiting it. For them, waiting for somebody to pull the trigger on it. You All know, right, 300 man. bucks off of it, it's a great gun. All right. All right, buddy. Hey, folks, Thanks, take a run down. Say hi to Casey. He'll be there probably at least 10 o'clock tonight, give or take. Absolutely. All right, folks. Hey, we're going to take a small break. Thanks a lot, Casey. FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Folks, hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio. I'm Dave. He's Lance. And we got Mr. Schwartz over here. And thank you very much for the Nootski sausage. How was that? Ah, that was awesome. FM 961 AM 1170. We are the answer. And we have got some commercials here. Hey, do you or any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapon for personal protection? Do you have or are you going to get a CCW? Well, if you're involved in an incident, what is your plan to pay for bail and the expensive lawyer costs? Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection for less than $10 a month. You will have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you. That's Firearms Legal Protection at www.firearmslegal.com or call 844-357-9400. That's firearmslegal.com. Alrighty, hey, you want to introduce your uh, nephew? Absolutely. So, uh, as, we, as we have been doing, we're going to play a round of Stump My Nephew with Sam the Gunman. Cool. Sam, are you there? Yep, here I am. How are you? Fantastic. Doing excellently well. So, Y'all done shoveling snow? Uh, unfortunately, the weather forecast shows wintry mix for the next two days, so... <laughs> It looks like I'm going to have to get out there and shovel. <laughs> Wintry mix. That's my favorite. Okay. Uh, we don't have any of that here in San Diego. Doesn't Don't even know what that means. <clears throat> okay. So here's the question. This comes from Rudiger. Rudiger from Carlsbad writes, and he here's his question. This is very appropriate considering it's the week that uh, Senator uh, Warren has announced her bid for, for the president. So this uh, question falls right in line with that. Rudiger from Carlsbad wants to know, what rifle did Geronimo have in his possession when he surrendered in 1886? Geronimo, the uh, the very famous Indian chief. <laughs> That's an awesome question. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you Rudiger got, Sam? from Carlsbad? Yep. Um, that's a great question. I think you guys got me again this time. My guess would be um, that it would be either a Henry rifle or an 1873 repeater. That'd be my guess. Both good guesses, both unfortunately wrong. Oh! What, do you have a musket? I thought it was a Henry, too. <laughs> Crossbow? He had, he had a Winchester, uh, uh, he had a, a Winchester 1876. Uh, that's what Chief Geronimo was using uh, to uh, to fight off the in, the invaders. So, a right. little bit of history, a little bit of firearms. But I, I, what did I say this week? I said this is going to be the hardest question you've ever been asked, right? You did say that, and you were right. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, Rudiger from Carlsbad, you get a T-shirt. I'll make sure that you get that. I'll get your size and send it off to you. And as always, Sam, fantastic job. You're doing really great, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate uh, you doing this segment for us because it's very educational. Thanks. I really enjoy it. Excellent. So there you go. Hey. There we go. Yeah. Um, eighteen seventy six. And so. speaking of that, so the 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 rifle that really won the West. Yeah. 
the one that uh, Lewis and Clark carried? Lewis and Clark would have had oh, yeah. uh, muskets. They were um, they were traveling the uh, the vast untracked expanses of the uh, the Great Plains yes. several decades before fixed ammunition was available. Yes, they were. But what what happened was they uh, were carrying. Um, oh, they had uh, they had air rifles. Yes, the Aust- Austrian made air rifles that held like. Uh, 20 rounds and then they would um you would uh, there was a foot uh pump to pump up the the chamber in the butt of the of the of the rifle and so what they was what they would do is every time they came upon a native american person they would say hey take me to your leader whatever the case may be and they would demonstrate this rifle and it scared the heck out of them so much that they wouldn't be attacked but the smarter ones i understand uh the the natives were saying hey um do you have more of those? And so uh, Lewis and Clark only had two, but they did not want to reveal that. So they pointed to their boats that had can- that were covered up that they had more inside of there. But I always wondered why, how those guys went all that way and all the, all the, all the, all the and came back without anybody being killed. Um, and that was the reason why they had this amazing technology. Cool stuff. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the the wooden stock was actually empty, and they they pump it up with what would look like yes. a, an old bicycle pump. Right, but it held like eight or some amazing amount of pressure. Yeah. I don't know. And the seal—they didn't have any rubber for the seals. They didn't—they couldn't put an O-ring in there, so they would used oiled uh, um, oiled uh, leather. Wow, neat stuff, man. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen, we appreciate you calling in. Thank you. We'll catch you on the uh, next week. I hope. Yeah, next week I'll be there. Beautiful, baby. I'll be here, but yeah. We gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> All righty. Thanks, Sam. And All right, so we uh, who, should we go to our next caller? I think we ought to bring Escano on, man. There you go. Escano, you? are you there? I am. I am, guys. How are you? Excellent. Doing well. The man, the the legend, the myth, uh, the guy behind the, uh, the, the Cali, Cali key. key. Everybody needs to know that this is this is the the brains and the, the the gentleman behind the Cali key. And what a simple, awesome solution to you know just slap into your AR and just instantly make it California compliant. So we appreciate you coming on, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. Gotcha. I mean, it's uh, it's an honor. Yeah, my yeah, pleasure. And and the compliments. I mean, my my head's going to get bigger than it already is. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on. So you, this has been uh, wildly successful. The Cali Key for ARs. And so, what else are you adding to the Cali Key family? Yeah, we're excited because we finally got our um, the ability to put together one for the AR10 platform, which was kind of throwing us uh, a curveball because there's no mil spec for it. So. Mm-hmm. Getting it to work properly on as many rifles as we could was kind of a feat that was stumping us, but we finally managed to make it work, and we've actually upgraded the whole design of the Cali Key, and it makes it a lot more efficient and faster cycling, and that's actually led us also to develop what we're calling the Gen 2 for the AR-15. So Uh. a brand-new product line. Uh, we've got every caliber now, both on the AR-10 platform and AR-15 covered, and, and we're good to go. We're pretty, pretty excited. We launched it at SHOT Show, and, and uh, things have been going great. Yeah, and you guys were, uh, the booth was crowded. Um, and so Yeah, tell, we were lucky. Yeah, no, you guys have really worked, really worked hard at this. And so tell me how uh, a Gen 2 is different from Gen 1, because Gen 1 is fabulous. Well, the Gen 2 essentially allows for faster rates of cycling. It okay. just, uh, it's a two-piece design that was born out of necessity to make the AR-10 work properly with the larger calibers, mm-hmm. increased prior 
and, and the like. And uh, we went back essentially to my original uh, homemade prototype. So literally what was built in, uh, you know, with the file and a little block of metal. Uh, just the one piece design was was making the experience a bit stiff after the the first few rounds on, on the AR-10 platform. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't what we wanted to put out for people. And uh, we went back to basics and it worked out really well. So uh, we brought that across the line. It's uh, the only difference between the AR-10 and the AR-15 is, is the length of uh, the charging handle portion. Mm -hmm. And um, otherwise the system now is exactly the same for both platforms and and much more efficient. So the the Cali key, which I love, it's a quick, easy, uh, inexpensive way to um, make your your AR compliant. Um, for the uh, uh, you know for your make your AR compliant so you can keep all your all your evil features. I love it. It's quick and easy. It's inexpensive. I'm just curious. So so if you have an AR out there, by the way, everybody, if you have an AR out there and you want to have a you know telescoping stock and you want a foregrip and a pistol grip and all that other good stuff, you know, take a look at the Cali key. Uh, at Shot Show, though, I'm just curious. What's the reaction from you know free states that aren't California? Um, is, is it seems like you're getting real positive uh, feedback from a lot of people. It was interesting because I expected a lot of people to kind of sneer at the concept of a bolt action AR-15, and once they understood that the idea is is not as much to comply, but as to completely remove any definition of assault weapon from the platform to begin with. So it's you're not even complying. It's not an assault weapon to begin with. So any laws that come down the pipeline in the future, um, you're good. Uh, you've got a bolt action rifle in your safe. You don't have to worry about it. So, and then so that was a unique approach for a lot of people, especially since more and more states are implementing, you know, quote unquote, assault weapon laws, as well as they're trying now, it seems on a federal level. So they understood that um, and and appreciated that. And then a lot of people actually were interested in it for long range precision, Yeah, which was uh, fascinating. And then another Another uh, two uses that we had never thought of and came out of various out-of-state, well, out-of-California um, customers was training for kids and uh, failure drills and stuff like that, as well as, as Hollywood. Um, interestingly enough, um, many times they only give one blank to the actor to uh, shoot at the bad guy, and, and oftentimes you've seen the, the weapon uh, chamber remain open and he's still oh. covering the bad guy Jim, in this way with a Cali key it always stays in battery because it's a bolt action rifle oh, so awesome. it looks like they they remain tactical in the movie with only one you know uh, blank for safety and it's it, it's it's odd all the various ways that we're we're, uh, we're hearing people are using the Cali key it's, it's fun it's a lot of fun plus it's cool looking it is cool looking. It is. I mean, and actually, a lot of people tried to buy it, not understanding that it was uh, a bolt action conversion. They just thought it was so a charging handle. The handle design. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's funny because, you know, that's one of those things that people either love or or or, or hate about the design, even though the ergonomics are really the reason behind it. Um, but it was funny to see how many people would come by the booth uh, and be like, oh, I love this shape. It's so comfortable. It's, it's great. And, and now we've actually seen some mainstream companies. I would I would be honored if, if it was if they were copying us. But I, I think they're just realized that ergonomics are a little bit more important nowadays. And they, too, are coming out with, with uh, similar designs. So well, maybe it's, it's time it to make a charging handle. 
Yeah, let's make a charging here. Right? All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, <laughs> thank, thank, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your Sunday and calling in. We appreciate it. I'm telling you, folks. Guys, thank you for the opportunity. CaliKey.com. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, man, thanks, everybody. We want to thank all our sponsors. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. Tune in next week because our next show is going to be better than this one. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.